another week. How do you feel about the game overall? I feel like we played well, but we didn't come out with the dub, which is unfortunate. Bro, to be honest, um, like I don't even want to talk about the game too much because I feel like we're just in the same same cycle. But we, we just repeat the same cycle over and over again. It's just the same sad story, uh, unfortunately. And you know, I had yeah. I had talked to you about it literally like a couple minutes ago. Bro, we're we're 0 and 34 since mm-hmm. we joined the Big Ten versus ranked conference opponents. No matter how much talent you have, no matter how much promise you show in in non-conference games, in games against bad teams, that's that's what holds weight at the end of the day. You know, we talked, I don't know how many times leading up to Ohio State game about this team put expectations on themselves. And for good reason, yeah. because we, we've seen so many flashes of it. Um, and I think Saturday was just like a culmination of all of that to where it was just like, it's the same old team, bro. Like we're just when, when, when the rubber has to meet the road, we ain't meeting it. Like we're, we're yeah. off in the distance, unfortunately. And it's really sad, bro, because this, this team did have so much potential there. There really is a lot of talent there and yeah. there's just so much to work with, uh, just for, for whatever reason, it doesn't click with this team. Um, it just, it, it seems like, and that, that's what people on Twitter and, and everywhere else talk about with the Terps. It's just, it's the same old Terps, bro. Like we're, we're going to have good players. Quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 but we're, we're not going to get it done. It's going to be, you know, there's penalties at times. There's, you know, bad mistakes when you can't really afford to have them and there's going to be close games, but they're not going to be close enough to winning. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Like every program has years where they get a big win that, they're not supposed to. It feels like for us, we just don't come through on that last part. Michigan this year, Ohio State this year, Michigan last year, kind of Ohio State last year. Like, and you just you just trickle down the line. It's, it's the same story over and over again. It's really sad because like this team still did some really good things. They're they're still going to a bowl game, which it'll, it'll be three in a row, which is great for the program. And it's there are steps, but at some time, yeah. at some point. You either got to reach the top of those steps or you got to jump and skip a couple. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Give me give me something to say, wow, like, that's the one. But it, it just isn't there, bro. Yeah, I think it's like, it's one of those things where, like we talked about last week, you're playing a game where you have nothing to lose. And that's something that the sports reporter on the show said when she said that Locke said this week, we have nothing to lose. Let's just go out mm-hmm. there and play football. So, like, when you have a lot of expectations, that's one thing because you're playing with that, you know, that pit in your chest like, ah, if I lose or if I don't perform, you know, then the expectations that I set for myself and that people set for me will be wiped out. But when you're in a position like how they were last week, you literally have nothing to lose. You got the the bowl game locked in. You know, the season is what it was. You just go out there and play football. And it still seemed like the same way that they played football earlier in the season when there was all those expectations is the same way that they're playing football now. So then it begs the question, like, what is it? Is it just like a Maryland curse? Is it like, I don't know. Is it coaching? Is it like the players? Like what specifically could be the reason why the same way that you play when you have all the pressures the same way you play when you have no pressure. There should be some change, you know, in the way that they come out and perform. But it's really just a conundrum, honestly. No, it is a hundred percent. And like, we don't need we don't need to beat the same old drum. Like that game is what it is. And to be honest, yeah. there's really not a whole lot to say about this last game. Like we're playing Ruggers. Uh, it seems like we play them last the, the last game of the season a lot. 
It's a little yeah. different in the fact that they're bowl eligible, just like we are. We we're six and five. They're six and five. Um, they've yep. had some pretty good moments against some some higher level teams, and and we've had some good moments, but neither of us came through. It's the same old, same old. Um, and you know, I mean, they're they're playing for a slightly better bowl game. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like mm-hmm. we talked about, maybe maybe the win is the winner gets to go down to Florida and play in Tampa, Orlando. The loser goes takes their butt up to Fenway and has to play in the snow. <laughs> if that's something to play for, then do what you got to do. Like, figure it out. Yeah. Uh, you know they. They, Greg Shiano is the head coach there, so like you know they're going to be well coached. They're going to be tough. They showed that all year long. Their quarterback is pretty talented. He does some good things. But at the end of the day, this game is a wash. Like to be honest, like it, this game isn't changing the future of the program. Um, it's not. I don't think this game in particular is getting a coach fired or is mm-hmm. getting a guy a promotion. Like this game is what it is. So on a better note, you know, as the season is wrapping up. Uh, something different that we can do is we can talk about just some some season superlatives, right? So mm-hmm. to start, I want to go straight into the most valuable player. I want to say biggest surprise. Who who was the guy that you didn't have pegged and he came out and, and he made an impact? Either side of the ball, like who's who's that that surprise for you? Um, I would definitely say it's one of those two receivers that came in, the transfers. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were leaning on <coughs> More so, like some people were leaning on Felton, some people were leaning on Prather. But when you look at it, they both came out and like they're performing very evenly or they have performed very evenly this season. Mm -hmm. So I think they honestly met the expectations because you combine both of them into one person and that's a thousand yard receiver right there with 10 (laughs) touchdowns. Because looking at the stats, bro, Prather, 40 receptions, Felton, 43, Prather, 604 yards, Felton, 583 and they both have five touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like that's coming in and fitting yourself into a system and just getting in where you fit in. You feel me? So like, I feel like they both, they didn't like, they weren't like the shock of the season. Cause of course, when you bring in a receiver, you're expecting them to come in and perform, especially a senior, like a receiver that's experienced, but like they both just came in and did exactly what they needed to do. It wasn't one person outshining the other. They played complimentary football and they fit into the scheme of the team very well. So I think that was a, that was definitely the highlight for me this season. Bro, you know what's crazy? So, one, I think I think you might have Ty Felton confused with Tyrese Chambers because Chambers is the, mm. is the receiver from FIU, and I forget where Prather came from. I think he came from a bigger school. I think I think Ty was here last year. I think Ty's just young. But Ty did ball oh, um, okay. at, at good points of time. But what's funny you're is – You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Chambers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got you. If, got we you, go, got you, got you. if we go back to the first episode – my preseason pick for most valuable player, I said exclude uh-huh. Talia because that's just is what it is, was Chambers because I was like, dude's mm. a thousand yard receiver, like transferred early, like plenty of experience, yeah. and Prather didn't really have as much experience, so yeah. I picked Chambers to be that guy. Now he ended up leaving the program a couple of weeks ago, and, and and we don't know the circumstances of that, but he didn't he didn't do much uh, for us this year, and that's you know mm-hmm. that's part of the business. Prather, on the other hand, Prather made an impact. And it felt like as the season got going and Talia kind of figured out what Prather could do, Mm -hmm. dude dude made a play every week since the Ohio State game. Yeah, Um, literally. He basically put himself on the map, like really strong hands, catching deep Mm -hmm. balls, you know, scoring scoring touchdowns when you need them. Dude, Dude was nice. And he, you know, big, big target, you know, big radius. Dude made plays, so uh, you know props to props to Prather coming in because I think he was a guy I had a question mark on because I'm like you know you transfer I forget, I forget exactly what school he came from but I think it was a pretty like pretty good program but he just didn't have didn't have many numbers didn't have much production yeah um 
but he come in, he came in and made an impact. Uh, and I, I couldn't think of another newcomer that did that. I couldn't really say that there was a freshman who, you know, took over and did that, which at a lot of the other spots, we had a lot of veteran guys. So that's, that's part of that. But Prather was mm-hmm. that guy. So moving on, who would you say, I think we'll, we'll end with most valuable player. Cause I think that kind of transitions to what, Everything that goes on with this program. Um, yeah. Who was who was the defensive player of the year for you? Because I feel like I feel like that one's harder. And literally, as I'm mm-hmm. sitting here thinking about it, I like I'm not sold on my choice. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sold on my choice either. I feel like if you look at the numbers, of course, he had five interceptions this year, which is like anytime you get a turnover, that's a big play. But like, there weren't any. There wasn't anybody on the defense that literally was like, all right, when he's on the field, like this is a game changer when he's not on the field 100%. this is like make or break us type deal everybody was just kind of like a, a role player there wasn't really any like super shining stars which might be a good thing honestly yeah um because then you risk like getting someone hurt and then it's like ah we really needed this person type deal but like if i'm just going based off of numbers he is definitely Tarheeb still he definitely came through and had another five uh he had five interceptions this season so he takes the cake for me for the the defensive mvp yeah i'm and one thing I'm never going to do is downplay picks because all year long I talked about how important takeaways were and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. He did have five picks. There's no taking that away. And he had, what, mm-hmm. two two in the, in the game against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like based on like based on the overarching season of play, like I feel like a lot of those picks, besides the Nebraska ones, it didn't feel like they had impacts on the game at times. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that, I mean, that is what it is. I'm not, like I said, not taking away from what he did. I think the most, instead of really the most valuable player, because it, it just didn't feel, like you said, there wasn't a guy who just every week made made big plays or even most of the time made big plays. Um, Jay Sean had some really good games early on, but then he didn't, his production didn't meet what you'd expect from a guy with that type of ability. Um, yeah. I think the most consistent player was was Bo Braden. I think a close second was Dante Trader, the, the other safety. I think those were our two most reliable players this this year on defense who they were gonna they were gonna be in the play in any game. Um mm-hmm. they were guys who were making plays in coverage. Bo led the team in tackles. I think Dante is like third or fourth. Um yeah. which isn't always good when your safeties are up high in tackles because that, <laughs> that can that can be a sign of some problems depending on what yeah. kind of defense you're running. But Bo made a lot of plays. Um, I think both of those guys are getting some NFL love, which is is you know earned. They've 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 shown to be reliable players for the last couple of years, um, especially as they've gotten more experience. They've you know they've been where they need to be, and that's what that's what you need, especially at the safety position. Um, yep. You need guys who can who can be all over the field, who can communicate, who can make tackles, get their hands on the ball. You know what I'm saying? Blitz occasionally. Um, and I think those guys did that. I think I think Bo Bo did enough to earn that for me. So, lastly, um, we'll go to to what I've already prefaced with being the the biggest topic and really the most polarizing probably figure in all of of Maryland football. Which I kind of gave away my answer there, but yep. Who's your Who's your most valuable player, and and what do you have to say about him? You know, so I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I'm going to say Talia, definitely the most valuable player on the team. In terms of the quarterback, the team lives and dies as the quarterback plays. So like we've said all season, like when Talia is hitting, he's hitting. 
mm-hmm. when he's not, he's not. You know, there's no in between, um, which lends itself to like the games where we really needed him to come through. He wasn't able to come through. But then you look at the numbers in terms of productivity and like he's putting up numbers. He's getting the ball into receivers' hands and like he's he's making plays. But ultimately, football is a game of the scoreboard. So at the end mm-hmm. of the game, you look up at the scoreboard and if your team has less points than the other team, that means that you didn't do what you had to do ultimately. So it's like, as much as we love Talia, we're big fans of him. Like he's the most valuable player, but also like a big reason why, like the success this season might not have been met the expectation that we wanted mm-hmm. to, to see, you know, cause like key plays, the quarterback is the one that touches the ball every single play, you know? So it's like that ball is the team. And if that ball is put into the other team's hands, then that's someone that's hurting the team in that sense, figuratively. So I would say, yeah, definitely Talia. He's the most valuable player on my side. Um, but what's your what's your pick? Who's the most valuable to you? We're in the same boat, bro. It's it's Talia. <laughs> it's 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 been Talia really since he walked into the building. Um, yeah. And and like you said, like it's so hard because there's so many things to love about him mm. as a person for sure. And as a, as a football player, cause that's, you know, that's what he's here to do. And he did so many great things. I mean, he literally rewrote every record relating to quarterbacks yeah. in Maryland history. And you can't, you can't take that away. And that's mm-hmm. something to be, to be proud of, to be praised and all, all the above. But at the end of the day, like you said, when wins and losses are what you play this game for. Um, yeah. And like, you know, one day when we look back on it and we say, okay, where does Talia rank in terms of like all-time great players? You can say he's beaten everybody in the stat sheet, but can you say he's he brought Maryland to a higher level as a program from you know where he potentially could have? I'm not I'm from where the program was when when he got here, we have improved 100 percent We're we're going on a three, three-year bowl game streak, and that's that is a step, but again, it's not it's not a leap. It's not something that the best quarterback in program history per per the numbers, you expect more. Um, yeah. like when you start talking about, you know, Boomer Siason, Stefan Diggs, Torrey Smith, Randy White, Sean Merriman, EJ Henderson, all these football players who are incredible guys. And I couldn't I couldn't tell you exactly where they were in terms of bringing the team conference championships and affecting mm-hmm. national champions, affecting wins and all that kind of stuff. I really couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but you know, those names and you know what is associated with them in terms of their impact at Maryland as a football player. Unfortunately, yeah. depending on who you walk up to as a Maryland fan, you could probably get any number of answers in terms of how they feel about Talia. There could be, mm-hmm. Oh man, he's, he's incredible. Throws for all these yards. Oh, look at this pass he made in this game. Even just think about, Think about Saturday, the beautiful deep pass to to Caden for the touchdown um, yeah. late in the game. I think that I think that one either tied or was that when we took the lead. I don't know, but it was when it was a tight game. Beautiful play, and then at the same time you can walk up to another guy, and all they'll know is, okay, well, he gave up a touchdown with the fumble early in the game that put us down fourteen zero to start. Whether or not you want to say uh, he threw the ball in the direction of of the receiver, and I, I think he did. They, they called intentional grounding, give up a safety in, in that game. Uh, you talk about the Iowa game a couple of years ago, four interceptions in a quarter. Like, those type of things, those are yeah. going to be remembered more so than all the yards he threw for, all the touchdowns he threw for, because there was no defining win that set him apart in terms of he, we won this game 
because Talia was here. And as messed up as it's going to sound, there's going to be people who are going to say, we lost XYZ game in part because of Talia's inability to do XYZ, hold on to the ball, yeah. make the smart play when we needed him to make it. You know, and, and that's what's so messed up about football. That's what's messed up about playing the quarterback position is there's so much that comes with that. You can – man, when, when you're riding high as a quarterback, they're like, Oof. bro, bro, you, you get every – bro, they carry you off on, on their shoulders after the game. The media loves you. Your family loves you. You got family coming out the woodworks talking about, oh, that's my cousin. That's my nephew. <laughs> The girls love you. They oh, I want to be with the quarterback. Like, bro, that that's they put you on coffee, cereal. Yeah, I was in Buffalo you know yesterday. I mean? You don't got Josh box. on everything, literally. Exactly. You get the posters. You know, what I'm like, bro, you get the money. Like, you know, Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes deal. So it's the quarterback is everything. But then you be on you're on the flip side of it, and you make a couple bad plays, and now you, you know now you're the oh you're the worst thing that's happened to us. Yada yada yada. And yep. That's man. That's what comes with the territory. Like it's it's really really hard to play quarterback, and it's even more hard when, at times you look great, and at times you you just don't. Like it, it's so, it's so tough. And like me personally, I'm thankful for what he did for Maryland because who's to say we do have a three three year bowl game streak without him? Who's to say we're not yeah. right in the same position we were when Locks first got here? Like he is a huge part of that. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. and it's so it's just tough. I, I feel for him. And and I wish he would have been able to get at least one of those signature wins um, that yeah. everyone will, will remember him by. But man, it's it's what comes with the territory, and it's, it's what comes with playing football. Um, Agreed. You know that's that's how it goes. Yeah, I would say. What would you? What, what do you think? Do you think that Maryland will go out and grab a new quarterback, like try to draft, like not draft, <laughs> they oh, draft transfer now. portal, try to, uh, yeah, try to transfer portal, or you think they're gonna ride with one of the guys that they have, like Billy or um, man, I, yeah, the Champ, they have they have a young guy named Champ, Champ Long who just came in last year. I don't know if there's anyone else between him and Billy on the depth chart. I mean, I, I assume there is, but you know who knows? Uh, we haven't seen him. It's it's tough because Billy was a transfer who came in and. He didn't play terrible last year when when he did have to come in the game a little bit. I think it was against Indiana. But I'm not – I mean, you're not sold on him. I mean, like like we just talked about, everything rides on the quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. There have been Maryland teams that were literally a quarterback away and, you know, we thought we had that guy in Talia, and, and even that wasn't enough. The, the best statistical quarterback in Maryland history wasn't enough. So you, you have to keep looking. Mm-hmm. That's part yeah. of it, um, you know. Maybe maybe Coach Locks and, and the collective and everybody can come come together, grab some NIL money and go get them one. Like who who knows, man? Because I mean that that changes everything. Look what look what Jaden yeah. Daniels going from Arizona State to LSU did. Like he went there and he is you know now put himself in, in a first round first round pick type conversation and in the Heisman discussion, even though their team isn't necessarily doing all that well. Um, that's what it takes. Like I don't know if we gotta you know everyone gotta call Kevin Plank and say, hey man, we need. We need the first ever Under Armour sign. Like, uh, I think Washington did that with Michael Penix and Romeo Odunze. They they gave uh they gave them they gave them Adidas deal. So they're Adidas athletes while in college. Oh wow! If if we can go and say, uh, I think Sam Hartman for um for Notre yes. Dame actually is signed by Under Armour. So he he wouldn't yes. be we we wouldn't be getting the first one. But wouldn't we would be the first. The first. Yeah. We'd be the first at Maryland, and obviously that that holds a different kind of weight. You know, being the being the poster. Poster boy for Under Armour while you're in college at the University of Maryland, where it was founded. Uh, 
you can get somebody with that. Especially when you talk about okay, we have we have some a young core of players as well. You know, hey, maybe yeah. maybe that's something we can do. Who knows? That is you that see is, you uh, see Under Armour doubling back. They they're going back to their OG heritage yeah, as a brand yeah. with the protector's so, house and stuff like that. So So that's hey, maybe maybe it's time they protect our house, University <laughs> of Maryland. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call uh Kevin Plank after this if I had his phone number. But <laughs> any <laughs> Anyway, man, it's uh it's been fun this season. Uh, you know, look, I still look forward to Saturday. I, I want to see them beat Rutgers, get to seven and five, potentially have another eight win season with the bowl game. Uh, I want to see our guys come down to Tampa and play here so that I can go to the game, I can be involved in the festivities. But that's that's yeah. just me being selfish. I want to have a good time <laughs> with the game. Um, but other than that, man, it's as sad as some aspects of the season have been. They've been entertaining to watch, and there's yeah. been a lot to talk about, as you can see, as exactly. you can see from us. So that's that's the key, man. It's been a good time. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun this season. Um, definitely hope that the Terps continue to build on this season and get better because um, I know that Lox is going to be back and he's going to be just as tenacious as he was um, with this season, trying to just build on next season because we have the talent, we have the ability to go out and get the best talent too. So um, we got to finish out strong in the regular season, win this bowl game so we can have uh, a winning record that we can look at and smile at and then see where the chips fall from there. But yes, sir. appreciate y'all tuning in with this. Definitely stay posted. We're going to get this dub against Rutgers, and then we're going to see where we're going bowling. Yes, sir. Talk to y'all soon.